Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, so Jen had this next story on our list this morning. And I guessed very wrong and i'm going to check the poll that i put up on twitter uh to see how the general public and and people that follow me on twitter are doing with this question about the price of a first class forever stamp yeah and the reason that channel 10 down in tampa was was doing this article in the first place is because they were talking about christmas cards if you're budgeting for that if you're actually sending christmas cards this year then you're going to have to know what a stamp costs because you got to kind of work that into, all right, how much am I spending on the cards themselves versus how much the stamp costs? And I don't remember. I honestly do not remember when the last time we went out and bought stamps was. It has to be close to five years ago. Um, and, you know, the Postal Service has been dealing with all kinds of issues and part of that is the fact that nobody mails anything anymore. I mean, even bills don't get mailed much anymore, not nearly as much as they used to. Jamie, I know you get all of yours electronically. Yeah, I do. In fact, for a while, um, I pay income taxes quarterly. And so for a while, I was doing that by mail. For a very long time, I would mail those checks. Mm -hmm. And then two years ago, in, in the mess that has been the U.S. Postal Service for a while, one of those checks didn't make it. Oh, just, that's fun. I mean, and it was a big one. It was like the last one of the year where you have to kind of make up whatever whatever you didn't <laughs> do during the year. Yeah, right. And I, yeah, I had sort of, um, I had missed, math is hard. And, and it didn't get there. And it royally messed up my taxes. And so I don't mail them anymore. Now I, I went through, it's kind of a pain in the neck to try to go online and do some of that sometimes. I'm trying to think of when the last time I bought st stamps was... I couldn't even tell. I have one sheet. Remember when we used to buy books of stamps? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you buy them by the sheet. Is it 10 on a sheet? There's usually 10. You, you can get 20, 50, 100. But yeah, it, usually the, the little ones that everybody buys now because we almost never mail anything are 10. I mean, it's funny. Even when I was traveling, I mailed a couple of postcards while I was gone. I didn't even anymore. I just go to the hotel front desk and say, can you put this in your outgoing mail? And they usually will. <laughs> and they'll meter it, yeah, and yeah. just send it out that way. But yeah. yeah, so if you don't know, a first-class stamp went up this year. It was, and, and I'm going to put this number out there about what it was before to see if you even knew that it was this expensive. It was 60 cents at the beginning of the year. It is now 66 cents. I think the last time we bought stamps, they were 50. I, I did not know when you asked this morning, um, and I think I guessed 55 yep. and, and then I thought, no, I think it's more like 45. 
I had no idea it was 66 cents. Yeah. Let's just make it a dollar and make it easy. Now, yeah, right. And, and well, and the funny thing about that is, you know, we your reaction was, I think, what most of ours was, 66 cents? Yeah. But see, what I, the? I always go back to Kathleen Madigan, the comedian, and, and her bit about that. And she said, you know, people complain about how expensive it is to mail things. But I'm like, wait a minute. If I told you I want you to take this piece of paper to Alaska and I'm going to pay you 50 cents to do it, you would tell me to go, you know, <laughs> go kiss off. But no, I mean, the Postal Service does that. 66 cents really is not much when you consider what they do and the volume of stuff they move. However, I mean, when we're used to, you know, it, it's that old man thing of, I remember when it was a quarter. Let me go squirrel for a second. Sorry. When you said mail something to Alaska. Yeah. Here's where my brain went. Um, <laughs> I, the Postal Service has never charged you more for distance, right? No. It's that, just always been weight they used, is how we do stamps. Right, well, right. and they used to charge more for airmail. There okay. used to be airmail stamps, that if because if you wanted it to get there quicker, then you would have to pay right. more for that. But in, inside the United States, anywhere you mail a first, just like a letter, is the uh, same price. Let's maybe change that. Maybe that's one <laughs> way we can raise some money. Oh, that'll be confusing as heck. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know how is the Postal Illinois Service figures that out. away or three? Yeah, I, I don't know. It means you would have to always have the Postal Service do it. But yep. like if I'm just mailing, if I'm just mailing bills in to Evergy, you know, or if, if I'm just like staying within state lines or yep. whatever, that can be one price. Just make it as simple as that as that in state or out of state. Yeah. And that's where it does get galling. It's like, OK, this is only going a few blocks away. Yeah. Is it really going to cost me the same as taking it to Hawaii? Yeah. Um, somebody else said, uh, oh, where was it? Um, oh, stamps are going up again, up to 68 cents in January. Yeah, I, I, I uh, on the text line, I'm trying to think what else I can buy for 66 cents. Right. There's not much. That's that's sort of the point. But if you're mailing out 100 Christmas cards, mm-hmm. you know, now we're talking about 60 bucks worth of postage, or $66 worth of postage. Okay, let's talk about that too for a second. Um, I have never mailed Christmas cards. I've never done it. No. Is that something that fewer people do? Do you get fewer of them? I get more of them from businesses than I get from individuals. Yes. I'll yeah, that's probably true. I check my mail maybe once a month. I mean, it's it's right really? outside my door, but I I get I get nothing. Oh yeah. I get it's all it's all bank statements that <laughs> which I never read. I don't open. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's stuff or it's offers from car insurance companies or credit card offers. Yeah. yeah. And even the bank statement thing is kind of silly. It's like, what bank account can you not just pick up your phone and check your balance at any second? Or the internet is is what I do. Yeah. Well, that's multiple what I mean. times a week. That's what I mean. Just pick up the phone and, and open oh, I my... Oh, like, call. Oh, okay. yeah. No, no. I mean, open my banking app and see what's in all of my accounts. It's right there at a fingertip. Somebody said they have stamps for f- smaller Christmas cards that are 40 cents. That's I wondered about that, too, because uh, what my brain went to was uh, postcards, which nobody sends anymore. I don't even remember the last time I saw postcards for sale. But it used to be, um, I'm trying to remember what the numbers were. I think it was 25 cents to mail a letter, which tells mm-hmm. you how long ago this was. And postcards were 15 it's currently 51 cents to mail a postcard. 51 cents. To, okay, so 51 mm-hmm. to 66. Yeah, that's about the same. Uh, not percentage-wise, but yeah. Large or square postcards will cost more. Hmm. Okay. 
Why yeah. do square postcards cost more? I, I don't know. <laughs> that strikes me as odd. Too. What if it's rectangular or maybe triangle? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't even know. It used to be every convenience store you walked into, there were two racks up at the front. One of them had maps. That's gone. <laughs> uh-huh. And the other one had postcards. And now that's gone, too. It's got to be the sorting system, right? The reason that the yeah. bigger ones cost more is because of whatever machines they use. I'm sure. It's, it's got to be something with the sorting system. I clearly have no idea whatsoever. Um, yeah, I, the thing that annoys me, too, about even though I don't buy stamps, and you're right, 66 cents isn't a lot. Instead, why do we raise it two cents a year? Like, we know the Postal Service is in trouble. Uh huh. Raise it by 25 cents and then don't raise <laughs> it again for five years. Just fix the problem. Yeah. Well, because well, don't people just buy forever stamps anyway? Yes. And, and so just go buy a bunch yeah, of them. Well, that, that's really funny, too, because it, that, that's we had talked about that, Jen and I did, about 10 years ago when we were still mailing out, you know, things every week for the bills and for all of the other stuff. And we thought, you know, we should just invest now and buy like a thousand forever stamps and then just keep them for, for a long time. And right after that, we, we didn't do it, but right after that was when all of a sudden everything was online and we didn't need stamps anymore. So it's like, wow, dodge that bullet. I'd still be sitting on 900 <laughs> forever stamps if we had done that. So young person question. Yeah. Forever oh stamp. Yeah. Uh, what is the difference between that okay. and any other stamp? So if you buy a regular, if you buy just a regular first class stamp now at 66 cents, sure. when it goes up in January, you would have to go buy a bunch of two cent stamps to pull with them so that you could be up to 68 cents, whatever the current postage okay. is. Okay. If you buy a forever stamp, there's no denomination written on it. It just says forever on the bottom. So it's good for whatever the first class rate is whenever you mail what you're mailing. Okay. So if you buy them now at 66 cents, and it goes up to five bucks, you know, 20 years from now, then you can still use those 66 cent stamps. That makes sense. Okay. There you go. So are we just taking risks with the math? If you're the person that doesn't buy the forever stamp, are you hoping that the price is going to go down? (laughs) Do you think that's going to happen? I think it's just hedging toward, okay, between now and the end of my life, how many stamps am I going to use? (laughs) I'm, and I'm just I, so amused. I, re- I don't remember the last time I put a stamp on something. I really don't. I don't either. I, yeah, I, and I know a couple of you on the text line are saying Scott Park still mails out all the. I know he does. I I don't. And he's the only one I know. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Uh, of anybody I've ever had that conversation with, everybody is like, no, I do all that stuff online. Come I on, think what I, I had to for? send like thank you cards for yeah. graduation stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that was the last time. That I had to. Yeah. I, I graduated longer ago than you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, I, I, I understand. Uh, it's it's one of those things that just doesn't come up often enough for most of us. If you have thoughts, feel free to get in here. We can go to the phones. John's called us up out of OP. Hey, John. Johnny with us? Uh, yeah. Hey, there you are. Go Uh-oh. ahead. I wanted to just stop. I wanted to comment about your, uh, your cards and mailing out. It's interesting that I wonder if it has anything to do with generation because, you know, I'm a little older and, uh, you know, we, we send out, I don't know, 80 to 100 Christmas cards uh, in the mail. And, uh, and you know, it's always like birthday cards, uh, Valentine's, uh, you know, uh, just like a lot, of, a lot of cards and holiday kind of stuff goes in the mail uh, from our standpoint. And my kids who are in their 40s. Uh, you know, they send a lot of cards out, too. And I, I completely understand the bills and kind of the daily kind of stuff. You know, we don't mail anymore. But 
I think there's a lot of mailing going out for holidays and different things like that. Uh, so, I don't know, it seems like, you know, we we send a lot out, you know, when it comes to the whole year. Uh, so I think a lot of people still do that. I mean, we get a lot of cards, uh, you know, whether it's birthday or Easter or Christmas or whatever. We get a lot of cards from our friends and and family and things like that over the whole year. I think you're right. I, I think there is a generational thing to it. And, John, thank you. Um uh, yeah, because most of the cards that we do get from individuals, with mm-hmm. with there's like two exceptions that I can think of, are from people who are like our parents and our parents' friends and, yeah. and that. Um, I yeah, I've I've never as an adult sat down and done what you're supposed to do and you know mailed out all the holiday cards and all of that stuff. It just. I, and maybe that's why we're off a lot of people's lists. And if so, that's fine. You know what the other thing is about them that, that I always wonder is I feel bad when you get to like January 6th or 7th or whenever it is, and you're looking at them all and they're all there on the counter. And it's like, do I just throw them out? I mean. So um, I'm I'm biased, admittedly, because I'm the person that doesn't keep stuff, right? Yeah. But the debate I have is. I'll happily, not happily, I, I I have no problem throwing away the cards. What about the ones that have the pictures on them? Like, what about the people that yeah. send, like, the long... That's, that was one of the two exceptions I was thinking of. We have some friends uh, back in the St. Louis area, George and Jennifer, who send out cards every year, and they still have young kids. So mm-hmm. they'll send out pictures of cards with the whole family and all of this, and it's like, okay, that's great, but I... I mean, am I supposed to keep that forever? I feel odd throwing it away. And yet, I mean, you know. You want to talk generationally. I had a friend, coincidentally, also named Colin, that I graduated with. We're about 24. He just sent me one in the mail from him and his wife. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. The one with all the pictures and the Christmas and uh-huh. yeah. the whole thing. So 24 years old, I guess somebody's still doing it. No kids in it? Just the two of them? Them and their dog. That's weird. Oh, dog is Penny. Weird. Penny's adorable. <laughs> I love weird. Penny. I have a dog named Penny too. How about that? That's cool. That's not weird, but it's weird that you would do that. That's weird for to me. That's weird if you don't have kids to be sending out pictures of you as a couple. They got married as your Christmas last card. Year, I think yeah, their their Christmas card. It's them and their dog, and they got the pictures and everything on it. And it's a cute little card. But I I kind of felt the same way. I hope they're not listening. Where I was like, how long do I go before? <laughs> I'd still need to have this around. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want. I, I just struggle. I'm probably keeping the ones that have pictures on them until the next time I go through and organize, and then I'm probably getting rid of <laughs> at that point. Yeah. I mean, we, we did a calendar once when, when our kids were probably mm-hmm. six and three or seven and four, somewhere in that neighborhood, and we, we just had a calendar made up of a bunch of shots we had taken of us and the kids and all of that over the course of the year, and then I found out later that my grandmother hated it because my ex-wife was in it. So, <laughs> you know, we were still married at the time, but, yeah, they, they never really got on all that well. Uh, we have to get to break. Several of you have said the USPS now only sells forever stamps. That you can't you can't buy regular stamps anymore wow that's weird that's what several okay. of you have said a couple of you have said i have a roll of stamps that are 39 cents 30 whatever cents we just put two on yeah because they're so cheap now you just slap two on there and you're good um if you do the thing with the picture of yourself and your family on the card like that who's doing it without kids who's that's that's 
that's true. I would never do that. I'm never sending out pictures of myself. Yeah. Hey, everybody, look on at me. On a Christmas card. Right. That's how it feels. <laughs> I'm never doing that, ever. If you have kids, I get it. Because I want to see how your kids are growing up. If you mm-hmm. don't have kids, I don't get that. Yeah. But feel free to tell me I'm wrong. 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. Uh, still to come this hour, we will get to the story out of California uh, where we have a former law enforcement officer convicted of murder. And what is in the law that makes her eligible for parole now? Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Here's your adult content warning, because wow, do you need it for this story here. Uh, out of San Francisco, we'll stay in California for the next one coming up, about this tech CEO and what he is accused of. Wow. I mean, any time you hear the words sex slave contract, uh, you know that that's yeah, a lot that, right there. There's, there's something cow. really bizarre going on. Um, and the boy, you want to bet that this lawsuit is going to have a lot of zeros attached to it. The, who we're talking about here is a tech company CEO by the name of Christian Lang. And Lang is spelled with two N's, L-A-N-N-G. His accuser, identified in court as Jane Doe, because she's the victim here, claims that he hired her as his executive assistant at a company called Trade Shift and then manipulated her into signing a sex slave contract that sent her down a dark abyss of sexual horrors, including, I mean, all kinds of BDSM stuff. And I mean, it, it just uh, it, it gets very, very trashy very, very quickly. And it just. I mean, it makes you wonder, okay, manipulated you into signing this contract, how exactly? Um, I don't know. And the only thing I can assume is that, uh, like, it was vague, maybe, or she thought it was something else. Either that I don't know. or, I mean, if he had something, um, I mean, there are times when this happens that it starts out as a, uh, as a romance you know, mm-hmm. and then it turns into something much darker where he's like, okay, now that I have something over you, now I can force you into signing this thing that I wanted you to sign. Now, how you're going to enforce a sex slave contract in the first place, I have no idea. But according to the lawsuit, the rules included to be always, quote, available for her master when he needs sex and never to refuse him, even not wearing the collar. Yeah, uh, worshiping him and his body. I mean, it just gets so gross into, I mean, what was this guy thinking when he said, you know what, I'm going to have a contract drawn up for this. I mean, quite frankly, if you have ever seen the first of the Fifty Shades movies, uh-huh. it's that. It's it's the contract that he suggests for her to sign. And it looks legit. I mean, that's the the crazy thing about it is that the printout of this thing. I mean, it has the lines numbered. It, it looks oh, yeah. like it looks like an employment contract with headings and subheadings and all of this stuff, and yet the words on the page are just insane. Um, he took his assistant to foreign countries under the guise of various trips for trade shift business uh, because they have offices all over the world. Uh, she is alleging that executives at the company knew about what was happening and approved of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Trade shift turned into a literal house of sexual horrors for her. 
Now, I know th- this will shock everybody, but KRON, the, uh, the the news channel that was doing the reporting on this in San Francisco, reached out to Lang on Tuesday requesting comment. He referred them to a communications representative. That representative did not immediately return to the, uh, return their inquiry. Yeah, no kidding. What are you going to say uh, other than just we have no comment on pending legislation? So he did something right uh-huh. in, in not saying anything about it. Uh, he was fired from this company eventually, uh, but said that he was leaving the company because of burnout. <laughs> really now. Okay. I, uh, he should get together with a guy from International House of Prayer and they should have some kind of meeting together as to how to discuss this stuff. How long did this go on? How, how long did this whole thing happen? I thought I saw in here that it was a couple of years. Uh, that she was involved in this. And she ended up bedridden and in a precarious psychological state for almost two years, according to her I attorneys. I bet. Um, yeah, I don't see it in here anywhere. Yeah. Required to maintain a weight between uh-huh. 130 and 155 pounds. Oh, yeah, and she had to look pretty and dress nice and all of this stuff. It's, it, I mean, it's such a, it, it is the control freak's dream this contract everything about it is you know she has to check with him on everything she does and all of this stuff and of course there's no expectations on him at all uh the lawsuit is demanding a jury trial which is interesting good that they're not going to let the company or him just settle this yeah and and i think that uh, i mean that's that's smart in not going for a summary judgment because if you put something like this in front of a jury and hand this contract to 12 people and say what do you guys make of this you're probably going to end up with a much higher reward than you would have if you had just gone to a judge who is going to go by the the absolute letter of the law because that's what they're bound to do where juries have all kinds of of maneuverability 913-586-7798 if you want in here. Uh, still to come, we have a law enforcement officer in California uh, who, first-degree murder, killed the, uh, it, it was a love triangle, sort of gone wrong, that resulted in murder. She's up for parole now. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we go to California for this next story. Uh, so you have a woman, former law enforcement officer, convicted of murder, who is now up for parole. And it's one thing in the California law that talks about the age at which she was when she committed this crime, barely that makes her eligible for parole here. Yeah, in under California law, and it's they have a provision that deals with this, and it's gone into the parole statutes, where what they're trying to do is, because of the research that I'm sure you've heard that we've talked about here and has been brought up in a couple of different occasions, that your ability to, uh, you know, the part of the brain that, that is responsible for impulse control, that prefrontal cortex, is not fully developed until you're into your mid to late 20s. So California said, okay, well, in that case, why don't we take people who committed crimes before they were 26 years old and give them a little bit of extra deference later on in life when they are of an age to be able to have that full impulse control? If they committed a crime early on, we'll have that be become a factor in eligibility for parole that if again, if it was a crime that was committed when you were twenty, when you were you know twenty five years and three hundred and sixty four days old or younger, then you'll get this kind of special deference. And she was, but like you said, just barely. Yeah, she was. So the age is twenty six. She was just under that age of twenty six. So she was a former police detective, uh, convicted of murdering her ex boyfriend's wife in twenty twelve. It was more than two decades after it happened. For a long time, she just denied it. So for two decades, nothing happened here. And then she was eventually convicted. She sort of claimed manslaughter. She was convicted of first-degree murder, but mm -hmm. she sort of made it seem like it wasn't what they thought. Uh, she is now 63. She is incarcerated, pleaded not guilty. And again, it happened back in 1986. Um, there was a parole suitability hearing on November 16th, and now... Uh, the suggestion is being made that she could be let out on parole. Yeah, and it's odd because um, the initial crime, the murder, which she was convicted of, and again, it was first-degree murder, which means premeditation. So she maintained, no, I didn't go over there. I, I went over there meaning to confront her, but I didn't plan on killing her, that it was one of those spur-of-the-moment kind of things. And then they ask her, so why would you bring the thirty-eight? And it all kind of fell apart from there. So she was convicted of first-degree murder. But like you said, between 1986 and 2012, she was involved in a cover-up. That's yeah. a crime. So it's not like the crime stopped when she was 20, you know, 25 years and nine months old or whatever it was. She was involved in a continuing crime all the way through 2011 when she was eventually arrested for this. And that seems like it should qualify too. They said, "Well, why did you why did you go to such lengths to cover it up?" And her answer was, "Because I didn't want to get caught." Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> that's that, as that honest is, as it gets. That is the answer, but that also means that uh, even after your impulse control was fully developed, you continued to commit a crime. Did she continue to work in law enforcement that whole yes. time? Uh, not the whole time, but yeah, she she stayed in law enforcement for a long time after that murder was committed. So, uh, yeah, at, at some point, um, I'm not sure if she left law enforcement before she was 
arrested. I believe she did. But it was, yeah, it was 20 years or so that she was still on the force. So, uh, I mean, there was all kinds of her lawyer was arguing that DNA evidence had been corrupted and all of this stuff. So she was trying to wiggle out of it, even in 2012, pleaded not guilty and 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 defended herself for the crime. Uh, not didn't defend herself, but I mean, she had an attorney defending her for the crime. And even that isn't enough. The family says, I mean, she never even admitted that she killed her now until this parole hearing. Yep. And the reason why you do that is because the parole board, they take that into account. If if you 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 have to tell a parole board you're sorry for what you did and you can't tell them you're sorry for what you did <laughs> yeah. unless you admit that you did it. And her yeah. family are saying uh, the woman who was murdered, her uh, her family are saying, no way. She wouldn't even admit to this until she thought it would get her out of prison. So the decision's not final from this parole board. And ultimately, you know, the governor is going to get a say here. Yeah, it goes to the full board of, I think, 120 people first. Yep. And then if they all agree or a majority of them agrees that she should be paroled, then the governor gets the final say. He doesn't seem to indicate that he's really eager to sign. I, so he's like, yeah, we haven't fully thoroughly looked through the case, et cetera, et cetera. The problem he's going to have is that law. Yeah. Because, and again, she was about to turn 26 when this happened, but it doesn't matter. She wasn't yet 26 and was a junior police officer at the time. And so that, <laughs> that, that, you know, that law is in play here. Um, and it's crazy. They said she was fueled by jealousy. You know, this woman, this couple had only been married for a few months when um, she not allegedly did this. Um, I was looking for the description here of exactly what happened because it was awful. She, she um, shot her in the chest three times. Yeah, three times in the chest with a 38, and was she was hit in the head with a ceramic vase, and her left arm had been bitten. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, miss that piece. Um, which just makes you wonder, like, how, what kind of fight happened uh -huh. here between these two before this, this went down. And how she got away with it. I mean... Was it was it maybe the police training that gave her the tools to set up that scene that she wouldn't get caught? Yeah, because there must have um, been scrutiny. I mean, as as the husband's ex girlfriend, there must have been scrutiny on her. I don't know how she got away with this. So it was D so what the case was closed for a while, and then it was DNA evidence that eventually uh, they reopened the case. Yeah, um, LAPD investigators initially said that this woman was killed in a burglary gone wrong. But her family had always suspected that this was jealousy and that this woman may have been behind it and pushed detectives to investigate her. So in 2009, investigators with the homicide unit reopened the case, compared a DNA sample from the bite mark on the left shoulder with a sample secretly captured from Lazarus's soda straw. Lazarus is the, wow. uh, the suspect. And the samples matched. <laughs> <laughs> Good on the family, yeah, man, for, for not letting going. that go. Yep. Wow. And they were right. I mean, yeah. they, they suspected her the entire time, and they were right. So, yeah, good for them. 913-586-7798 if you want in here. Uh, still to come, we will get to the story about this preschool teacher out of California. Just wanted to calm the kids down. Talk about what you did coming up here on KMBZ. All right. I learned today that there is a thing called a Zen patch that I need to look up here in a second. 
that apparently can help calm your mood. And a preschool teacher in California thought that would be a good idea because preschool kids were, you know, being preschoolers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when parents found out, yes, this was all done without parental consent, by the way, they were, quote, surprised and really upset. You don't say. Okay, I'm on Amazon.com. They are not rated well. Wow. <laughs> That's because it's it's probably this herbal supplement garbage that doesn't do anything. Um. Nat Pat Buzz Patch Zen Patch Mood Calming Stickers for Kids and Adults. The Natural Patch Chemical and Drug-Free Mood Support for Relaxation, Calm, and Emotion Regulation. Yep, there it is. It's a 3.2 out of 5. So, uh, something's... People take issue with the scent. (laughs) And the adhesion. Is 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 it too strong an adhesive or too weak an adhesive? I don't know, but now I want to look through all the reviews and see complete waste of money product does have a smell to it. There you go. It's not so strong, but this does not work. We have never seen a difference in our toddler. Of course it doesn't work. That's silly. I, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, they said options for learning a Head Start CEO, Paul F. Pulver. Well, there's a name for you. Said in a statement uh, provided to Fox 11 that an internal review of the incident in South El Monte confirmed that the, quote, aromatic stickers were given to a limited number of students, adding it was a class of 16, and that the employee who provided the stickers has indeed been fired. You think? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, sometimes I just ask what gets in your head. These are preschool kids. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to (laughs) happen with preschool kids? There's a reason I didn't teach elementary school. Very, very squirrely. Yeah. Yeah, of There's course. There's three. Well, yeah, and anybody who's ever you know had toddlers around the house knows that yes, they can be a, they can be a handful. They can be a lot to deal with. So if you can't deal with that, maybe preschool teacher isn't the right gig for you. Okay, so one of the parents said firing her is not good enough. She should be in jail. Assault? Is this qualified? It depends the on the state assault or battery. Mm-hmm. Yes, one of the two. Um. Boy, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I fundamentally, it's the idea of using some kind of substance, whether it works or not, on kids. Although, I wonder if that's not going to be part of it. If, if this does go to um, you know, go to some kind of criminal charge, which I, I don't think it probably will. No, but it. if it did go to some kind of a criminal charge, I wonder if that would be the defense. Well, it doesn't really do anything. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work I mean, anyway. So yeah. still, you put something on somebody else's child. You still touched somebody else's child when you shouldn't have. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's uh, I mean, it's not like it was drugs. No, but it's. I mean, I don't know what's in these things. Yeah. Oh, and I, I don't. And you're putting something on on somebody's skin. Not to mention that even if even if it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, which of course it doesn't, um, that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't do anything. Because you could right. have, depending on what's on those stickers, you could have an allergic reaction. I mean, what right. happens? You put one of those things on a kid, and all of a sudden the kid it hives up and can't breathe. I'm looking to see what the ingredients in this are. And um, oh, yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's, let's see if I can guess. Uh, St. John's Wart. Seems All to natural be. essential oils. I just want to look at the package. Why is it difficult that I can't just look at what the package says? That's that which boy, they got a bunch of them. 
Um, we have mosquito repellent stickers, <laughs> sleep promoting stickers, uh -huh. focus enhancing stickers, and the mood calming ones. By the way, that's that's an excellent way to know if what you're buying is pseudoscientific gobbledygook is if it uses the word promoting, it's garbage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't guarantee no, it, it long shelf life. That's a word that doesn't say anything. Well, it promotes good health. B what? <laughs> what exactly does that mean? It promotes sleep. Uh, does it make you go to sleep? Well, no. See, our lawyer said we can't say that. So it promotes sleep. Oh, okay. All right, good. Okay, here are your active ingredients. Took me a while to get there. Mandarin, sweet orange, Atlas cedarwood, and lavender essential oils. That's it? The only thing I know about anything of what I just said is that lavender is, I don't know if it works because nothing works for me, but for some people, lavender is supposed to help you sleep sure. or like be calming for people if you're going to sleep. I don't know orange or mandarin to do that. That's, it, I mean, so it's it's nothing but smelly stuff. It's stuff that yeah, smells, smells good. good. Okay, It's aromatherapy, yeah. basically, <laughs> for, for children. And so. we see how well that works. Yes, uh, and it just worked to get that person fired. So, okay, uh, moving on here to, uh, we got this story about this Turkish lawmaker. Oh, you want to talk about instant karma coming to get you? Check this story out. So, as, as I'm sure you're aware, there's a little bit of a dust-up going on between Israel and Hamas. Well, uh, in that part of the world, um, there are some pretty strong opinions about what's going on there and about Israel in general. One of them was uh, voiced by a guy by the name of Hassan Bitmez, who is a minister of parliament in Turkey, who gave a fiery speech on Tuesday claiming that Israel will, quote, not escape the wrath of Allah. And then he dropped down to a heart attack. Um, somebody suffered the wrath of Allah, but I'm not sure it was Israel. The 53-year-old conservative MP was seen on Parliament's live stream as he collapsed behind a podium and his head hit the floor. He was then hospitalized in, quote, extremely serious and critical condition. So, uh, Extremely yeah. serious and critical condition? I, I guess. I mean, okay. <laughs> well, it seems like critical would cover extremely right. serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's already in there. Uh, he said, you will not escape the wrath of Allah before then telling colleagues, I salute you all, and then thud. So maybe just calm down a tad there. Wow. Okay. Um, so we're just assuming it was just general heart trouble and yeah, down we went. Maybe got himself a little too worked up behind the yeah. old podium, uh, trying to, you know, slam his, uh, his shoe on the desk or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, got himself all frothed up into a lather and his heart couldn't take it and down he went. So yeah, maybe we can all take a lesson from that is just, you know, calm it down just a little, just take it down a notch. All right. And then Independence Avenue bridge. Meet the Hammersmith Bridge in London. <laughs> this time it was a boat that got stuck under the bridge that was going over water. And didn't it just have to be, and it just happened to be, it was one of these little tour boats that you've seen, if you've ever seen footage of the Thames, they go up and down the Thames River all the time because there's a bunch of really pretty views of, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. And and this this tour boat was going down. Couldn't quite make it under a bridge. It took try after try after try, and it was scraping the top of the boat. You can, on, you can imagine that sound. Oh, yeah, on the bottom of the bridge. Oh. And the funny thing is that the entire boat 
was full of drunken West Ham fans. So there's guys there with hammers, tattoos, and stuff, and they're all like, yeah! And then all of a sudden, the boat can't get under the bridge. Uh, it got itself stuck, tried to turn around several times, couldn't get itself unstuck from the bottom of the bridge. The entire video is up online now of this thing just trying to make it under. It, it finally did after I don't know how many tries at it, but it took a good long while. So... Yeah, we've got our bridges. We've got the can opener bridge over on the East Coast. We've got the Independence Avenue bridge here in town. They go after trucks. In London, they're going to take your boat. Here's what I don't get about this, is that it's not like this is the first time this boat had gone under this bridge. Yeah, it's just... You would assume. The water level was a little high, and uh, yeah, it, it, it all of a sudden found itself unable to make it underneath. I'm re-watching this video again, so I've got the audio in one ear and you and I in the other ear, which is kind of funny. Uh-huh. So the boat goes under it one direction and then sort of gets stuck lengthwise, yes. like horizontally underneath it. And then in an effort, I guess, to like get itself loose, it just gets more stuck and just keeps going in different directions. Mm-hmm. And then eventually gets out. And you're right. All the fans are just going, yeah, boy, let's go. Yeah, let's like... Which is, which is, by the They're way, known to do. Yes, completely, completely uh, on par with uh, West Ham fans. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess they had a little bit of fun behind all of this. But you're right. I mean, you can almost feel the emotions of the guy down in the wheelhouse as he's slamming the gears forward, backward, forward. Turn the wheel. Just try something else. We got to get unstuck from this thing. This is embarrassing. So, the Emerald of London. Uh, did live to see another day, <laughs> and they're just these poor guys. I mean, going from side to side on this thing, and they probably weren't real stable to begin with. Minimal damage to the boat, which is amazing. That it again, it's just that sound. There was um, when I was much younger and hadn't had a license for that long. I made a turn too tightly in a parking lot that had like a ticket booth. Yeah, and it scraped the side of the car. Oh. which is a sound I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm picturing. Like once it starts, you can't stop it. So you can check out that video online if you would like. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, Southwest Airlines getting some attention for what it is offering to passengers that are a certain size. Get to that coming up on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.